basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I am your host, Christopher Armistead, and we have a great episode today, guys. There's more talks about the Kevin Durant situation, if there's going to be even a trade happening between him and the Nets. Uh, we also have our one-on-one Hooper profile with Ohio University women's basketball star Caitlin Kroll, and also we are going to go over the TBT tournament now that it's officially underway in both Omaha and at Rucker Park in New York. So we're going to get right into it with the Kevin Durant situation, and I got to tell you, it's it's starting to dwindle. His opportunities to be traded are slowly dying. There's not much left for teams for as as far as what they want, and I've been kind of playing around with the ESPN NBA Trade Simulator. Now this in reflect does does not reflect on the actual you know trades that could happen because a lot of these they're just right. This is strictly going off of pretty much contract value and years value, and. If you really think about it, now I'm saying really think about it, when you go over to the teams that he was really talking about and you put up Kevin Durant and say say he wanted to go to Phoenix, I mean the only options you could really do for that trade would be, I'd say Miles Bridges, Jay Crowder, and maybe a future pick. But even that's a stretch. But you don't really get picks. So I'm going to just do Miles Bridges and Jay Crowder switch for Kevin Durant. And the trade has failed. The Sa- the Suns are over the luxury tax threshold. So that wouldn't work. And there's not really much for Phoenix to really gain when you're losing bench. When you're losing bench in that situation, it doesn't help. What I did see earlier, I put in Kevin Durant. And then I also put in Lowry and Duncan Robinson because they are one of the higher end contracts for that team. And the salary is combined would be the same and the trade is the trade works and the interesting is with miami heat trading that they're plus 10 wins and brooklyn is minus nine but i but going into it you knew that if miami were to trade for kevin durant those would probably be the likely two because if kyle lowry you can still fill in you have oladipo playing the one maybe the two oladipo and butler the two and then you have Durant at the three, or even Durant at the four. And you still have Autobio at the five. And without Duncan Robinson, I mean, you have Tyler Hero who can probably step up to that spot. But like I said, it is hard when Duncan Robinson is the starter over that. But I find it very interesting. And then I think one of the other, I mean, where else could, you, could he go? I mean, I think Toronto was another option that was there. You put Kevin Durant there. I feel like I think the only two it was Ananubi. No, yeah, you put in Ananubi and you put in Van Vliet or even Ananubi and I think Barnes, but Barnes is probably going to be a tough one. See that on Barnes wouldn't work, but I do believe Ananubi would. It, it would work, but the amount of wins it changes. It doesn't make a difference. Toronto is only gaining plus two. So going back to what we did was the fact that if you take Brooklyn and Miami, you put up Kevin Durant, and you trade Lowry and Robinson, and you know what? Let's try to switch it with Hero. No, actually, I take that back. No, let's let's do Robinson. 
because I'm looking at it as a, or as a perspective of who they have, and I'm pretty sure that you can find a decent guard, guards to rely. I mean, with Butler, you still have Oladipo, you still have uh, Morris, Hero, uh, Nikola Jovic, Max Struss, Yurt Seven, Gabe Vincent, and you have some guys who could try but it's going to be tough and like i said the trade would be successful but this is not a a value of this is i'm not saying this could happen but what i'm saying is that it's it's a possibility if kyle lowry and Doug robinson get that trade for kevin durant the miami heat are plus 10 10 more wins and comparing that to what they had the year before and they were one of the top teams in the east so going back to it, let me let's just do the numbers. Ten wins. So fifty-three and twenty-nine, they would be sixty-three and nineteen. They would have been where Phoenix was, only one more loss. Which I think is astounding considering what would happen. And then you look at it was Brooklyn would have had nine nine losses, which would have brought him down to uh 35 and 40 gosh I'm doing the math 47 30 35 and 47 so it wouldn't have been an improvement for Brooklyn but it it would have been an even bigger jump for Miami having those 10 wins I like it but you're but with giving that up Miami does not have the guards that you need and you can't really rely on just Jimmy Butler just Tyler Hero and just Victor Oladipo you need at least two more guys. And with Kyle Lowry having just been in, and that's why I don't think Kyle Lowry would be the first one to go. I think they would give up even, I mean, you could look at what, Tyler Hero, and you could look up, I would say, Jovic. But even then, it still works. You give up Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and Jovic, you still can get Kevin Durant, but the problem is it's only one more win. That's why I'm thinking you take out Robinson and Lowry and send them to Brooklyn for Durant. That works. Ten wins. Ten more wins for Miami. Pretty much that's two rounds and a couple games into the playoffs, if you think about it. And I think that could work. But... Time will tell what will happen with Kevin Durant. There's still some talk, but not much left with nearing the end of the summer and nearing the end of the trade deadline for the NBA season, offseason, and just finishing off the Summer League. And congrats congrats to the uh, Portland Trailblazers on winning the Summer League championship. That will probably be the only championship you guys win. Sorry to say that, but it's probably the truth. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with Ohio University women's basketball star, Caitlin Kroll. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hoopjack Podcast Series, guys. And today, for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest from Ohio University women's basketball program. We have Miss Caitlin Kroll on the show. Caitlin, it's great to have you. Yeah, thanks. I'm happy to be on. It's happy to have you here. Um, you guys had a good year. You guys finished at 515 and 15. You had a couple of big wins. I'm looking at your schedule. You guys had a big win, Bowling Green, Eastern Michigan, 
a lot of great, uh, even Miami, Ohio, and some close losses, too, that just came down to the wire. What can you kind of reflect on this year and where to improve for next season? Um, so last year we dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, you know, there were girls who were coming off the bench the previous year, girls who were starting, um, who were injured and then COVID hit us pretty bad last year as well. So, um, at different times, different people had to step up and like, you never know, knew when it was going to be your time to step up. So it was just like a year for adversity for us. Um, and, you know, we had um, some of the best players in the league um, playing last year. CC Hooks, um, she went on to get um, a contract with the Minnesota Lynx. Um, and then Erica Johnson, she's going overseas. Both were 1,500-plus point scores. Uh, CC is the all-time leading scorer in the MAC. Um and there were games where we played with four people. So, you know, just moving forward, we have a completely different team this year. A lot of young kids. Um, and we just have to dive in and, you know, be 100% committed to this season. Um, we've already started practice. So we've been in the gym working hard and grinding to get to our goal next year. And like you said, COVID hit pretty hard, not just for y'all, but the rest, a lot of college athletes in the country. And I know when that hit, the season was about over getting ready for conference tournament play. What was the feeling like knowing that kind of school was over? You couldn't go back to school. You couldn't really train the way you wanted to. What was kind of the process of how you were going to adapt to that kind of situation? Um, It was honestly really weird. You know, we were at the MAC tournament when we got shut down and you know, we were like, wow, this is really our year. We we felt like we had the path made for us. Like we were going to be MAC champs that year. And we are on our way to the semifinal game. And our coach gets the call that our, go home. Like everything's canceled, go home. And, you know, we're at home for about two and a half, three months. And there's like no access to gyms. There's, you know, you're pretty much confined to your house. And you know, I just had to get out. I just started running. I started doing body weight exercises in my room, just anything to keep myself active. I mean, we have some weights and stuff in our house. So I was able to um, luckily get a workout in, but not everybody has that um, access to that th- that type of thing at home. So it was hard. It was like a complete different atmosphere. You know, while you're at school, you have access to gyms weights just about everything you need so it was a complete change for us and kind of being around the ohio area you grew up in bridgeport ohio correct yes so does it feel kind of nice being able to kind of play back at home i know i I see you started your college career at saint francis and you had a great run there you you were nec champ while you were there made the conference tournament but what was the decision to come back home to Ohio? Was it being close to family? One of the reasons? Um, so I'm about the same distance uh, from both schools to home. Okay. Um, when I was at St. Francis, I came in with a torn ACL. So I sat out my true freshman year, worked my tail off, and I actually was NEC Rookie of the Year my true sophomore year, but redshirt freshman year on the court. And 
Um, for me, it was like, I just wanted to take my game to the next level. I wanted to play at a higher division, no, not higher division, but higher level. I wanted to be able to compete um, at a higher level. And so I decided to enter my name in the transfer portal and I ended up at Ohio. Um, so, yeah. And I know with kind of, you talked about the transfer portal. I know it's different now than what it was when you had that opportunity to transfer. When you did, you couldn't play. Um, but now with the new concept of the transfer portal, you can immediately transfer and play. Would you have liked that to have happened to you where you could have just transferred and immediately gotten to start versus having to sit out a year? Um, I think it definitely has its pros and cons. Um, unfortunately for me, I had to have a, another surgery, my sit out year. Um, and I got to learn, um, the system, you know, like it was easier for me to come back that following year because I watched all the, the vets do it. You know, I sat at practice every day and watched exactly how things should be done. So the next year I obviously made my fair share of mistakes, but I thought it was so much easier to adapt to the new system given the year to completely learn. Um, mind you, I did have uh, a hip surgery, um, so I had to sit out regardless, but um, it all worked out in its favor for me. So I think for some people, it's good that you can like, you know, come in and play right away. But for others, you know, just take that time for me, you know, take that time and just learn like you're coming into a completely different system, new people, you know, it. I, I think it worked out in its favor for me. And you came in under uh, for Ohio under head coach Bob Bolden, who is still who I'm who is still the current head coach, correct? Yes, he and is. What's his coaching system like compared to what you've had in the past? And how is he ha able to help you both on and off the court? Um, so the systems weren't completely different. Um, we did a lot. We do a lot more screening action at Ohio. Um, whereas um, at St. Francis, it was just kind of like a very fast, upbeat tempo. So although Coach Bob wants us to play fast, um, he also wants us to screen a lot, um, which was a little bit different. And the screening isn't always the easiest to understand or get right off the bat. Um, but I'm so thankful to be at Ohio. Um, you know, I think that I have a very good relationship with Coach Bob and He's helped me on the court, off the court. I mean, my skills as a basketball player have grown tremendously since I got here four years ago now. Um, you know, um, off the court, um, he has helped me excel in the classroom. He's always, you know, supported me in whatever I want to do. I've gotten on my second master's since I've been at Ohio. And he always just makes the comment, you know, Cole, you're going to walk out of here with 10 degrees by you're done you know he just makes jokes like that but I know he means well by it and uh he supports what what I want to do off the court as well so with you approaching your it would be your senior year correct yeah technically Te senior yeah because yeah. I've only played four years yep and is there I believe you still have the option for the COVID year, I believe, or would you even consider using that at all? Um, I'm not, I'm going to be done after this year. I've had two hip surgeries and ACL hips, uh, ACL surgery, sorry. 
Um, you know, I just wanted to go out on my terms. Um, and that's why I really made the decision to come back this year. Um, I've made a lot of goals for myself coming into college, basketball, academically. Um, and this was one of them. I just wanted to go, this is a chapter of my life closing and basketball has been such a big part of me for so long that I'm excited for this season because I get to go out on my terms. You know, an injury isn't going to stand in the way of that. If I would have left last year, it would have been on an injury circumstance. Whereas this year I can play and hopefully I, me and my teammates have a very good season and I can go out uh, knowing that it was out on my terms. And and the plan for once you graduate, I'm assuming you have you already have one in mind. Uh, yes. So I plan to move down south, um, whether that's Texas, Florida, the Carolinas. I'm not sure yet, but my plan is to move down south and um, hopefully work for a big four accounting firm. Okay, I hear I I like the the vision. I like the dream. I'm sure. Yeah. You said, you know, you're completing your second master's degree. I don't see why no one wouldn't take that. Yeah, I'm uh, getting my master's in accountancy uh, right now, actually. And my last one was in management. So I'm hoping um, with all the education I've got, um, you know, I'll end up exactly where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. And I did see with that you have taken advantage of the NIL where college athletes are able to make money and kind of push their brand in a sense. I do see you work with millions.com t-shirt brand, which is CK and also your number, number five. Mm -hmm. What was kind of the, the vision behind working with them? Um, I've always wanted my own clothing line. I'm kind of, I like, I'm big into like apparel and shoes. Like, that's just me. Like, I love the shop. So, you know, when I had the opportunity to make my own clothing line, it was just like, wow, like, this is, this is cool. And, you know, like, you just, you submit like kind of like your idea and they like make this logo for you. And it's just cool because so many people are, you know, are buying my stuff now. It's like, it, it's, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And I'm really happy that, you know, we're able to profit off of our name, image, and likeness now. Absolutely. And is, is that leading down the line to creating more? I would, I mean, like you said, you're kind of this year wanting to exit the game out of your own terms, but is there, <laughs> also a sense of gaining connections along the way to further like profit off of it? Um, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of the people I've already partnered with, um, I actually have an agent um, within, within an agency and they're great people. I mean, I'm well taken care of when it comes to them. Um, so I know like if I ever needed anything, especially after school, I know that they would assist me in the best way they can. And, you know, some of these partnerships, uh, uh, they want to do something after school. Like they don't just, most of them, but some of them also, like they they want a, a long-term relationship and 
things that might even last after I'm done playing basketball come next May. So it, it's very cool. It's very unique. You know, my my love for banking and accounting and all that. You know, I'm hoping to partner with some banks here soon um, and see what we can come up with, like an NIL, whether that's posting on my social media or whatever it is. But yeah. So my last question to you is what advice would you give to the next generation of high school basketball players and even uh, female basketball players wanting to achieve the dream of playing at the college level? Um, I would just say to keep working hard. Um, you know, hard work goes a very long way. Um, and any type of work is never too little, whether it's going outside and shooting 10 free throws, doing ball handling for five to 10 minutes, whatever it is. Um, and your regimen isn't going to look the same as someone else's. So whatever you feel works best for you, stick to that. And make sure you're playing AAU basketball. Um, make sure you're building like lifelong friendships. Um, basketball has brought me so much. Um, I've visited places I never thought I'd been to. I have lifelong friends have fun. Um, you know, I've had so much fun. Just keep having fun. I feel like college coaches love to see kids that are having a game of basketball and working extremely hard while doing it. Um, so I think if you just stick to a, a hardworking regimen and having fun with what you're doing, I think you will reach the next level with ease. It's, I say with ease, it's not hard it's hard to get here. I'm sorry. It is very hard to get here. But if you work hard, then you, you'll get to where you want to be. Absolutely. That's some great advice. Thank you, Caitlin. And thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I wish you the best of luck with your senior coming up senior year at Ohio and your future endeavors into the banking world, whether you're staying in Ohio or moving down south or the east or the west. I wish you the best of luck. Yes, thank you so much, Chris, for having me. No problem. We'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. Stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Caitlin for taking the time to come on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing big things from her and the opportunities that she does have when she does uh, graduate from Ohio with, I think, a double uh, with another master's degree and starts in the business world. I'm looking forward to seeing big things. And speaking of big things, we have the TBT tournament going on. Big things happening in New York and Omaha. Had a couple of the first rounds go through. And especially in New York with Rucker Park being one of the big spots right now. And I got to tell you, I think the fan favorite right now is HBC United. Because they beat Skip to my Lou in the first round, 76-72, and beat the number one seed, YGC, in their division, in their part of the bracket. Uh, they beat them to move on to the third round to play against the winner of Autism Army and Big Five. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And then you have all the other ones in Omaha where uh, Gutter Cat Gang is, make, is 
has been putting in the work. They're continuing the move. And also with Arkansas, uh, with Team Team Arkansas doing well. And then I, I just see a lot of – it's a lot of great talent out there. But I think the fan favorite right now is HBC United. Uh, shout out to my man Thomas Snacks, who was on the show. Uh, big shout out to them for the team. I'm excited to see – how some of these new teams who have just joined the tournament will do. One of them being uh, Virginia Dream, but they have a tough matchup on July 24th. They're going up against Best Virginia, which covers all of uh, the Mount, pretty much the Mountaineers alumni. Uh, Virginia Dream is basically consisting of, you know, the area in in and around Virginia. Uh, pretty much Virginia. Virginia Dream, you have Bo Jones. He's the head coach out of VCU. You have Drew Cone, who is a coach, but he was on the show of Cone Work. Uh, I'm excited to see how he does in his coaching debut in the TBT. You have Trevor Lewis, Reginald Jeffries, William Button, Xavier Jackson. You have a lot of great guys, Ed Polite. You have a lot of great guys on this team in and around the Virginia, North Carolina area. But I'm excited to see them. But like I said, they got a tough first round matchup against Best Virginia and that Mount that Mountaineer alumni squad. And on that roster is if I can find is Kevin Jones, who was one of our first interviewees on the show. I'm excited to see him play. And him do really well in this tournament. Uh, shout out to Kevin Jones. And shout out to Best Virginia and all the teams competing coming up. We do have some games today. And actually games come going on right now. Uh, team Challenge versus Once a Bronco. And we have more games coming up today. I'm trying to look through the calendar. Uh, the 18th, 18th, 18th. Actually, there wasn't a whole lot today. There was, I believe, a couple games, and but mainly there a lot of games are being played on the twenty second and the twenty fourth. So, moving along from there, yeah, there's going to be a lot of games played on the twenty second, um, starting at noon. It's going to be Mental Tough versus Friday Beers, and then Blue Collar U versus NG Saints. And then heading into July 4th, we have Founding Fathers, Heard That Nation, Heard That, War Ready, Woco Showtime, Bucket Nears, and Fully Loaded, and Virginia Dream, and all them being able to compete. So I'm excited to see the remaining teams of who we still have to compete. Uh, I did create a bracket. I did have some fun with that. Uh, the championship, I did pick the money team to win it all. Uh, I predicted the target score for the final game would be 85, but I think that's a little too high. I probably should have just gone with 75, but I think 85 would be good. I think you're going to have great uh, – and the finals I picked, Money Team and Aftershocks. I did pick YGC, but that was, you know, I figured with the team led by Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year Marcus Smart – they would have a chance. I mean, they won their first round matchup, but then lose to an upset over HBC United. And I think HBC United can make some waves heading into the third round against the winner of Big Five versus Autism Army. 
So I'm excited to see there. But guys, keep tuning in to the TVT. You can check it out on the ESPN Plus on the ESPN app as well. All games are still going to be going on throughout next week and continuing on. I think of it as like March Madness. You're going to have a couple games here, a couple games there. But it's great quality basketball, great leading up to you know the NBA season for what we're all waiting for. Um, and before we head into our uh, closing remarks, I want to thank our affiliates, uh, Boosted Biz and Kenichi Bear, for having us, giving us the opportunity to work with them, get our line out there. You can find all the links for their uh, for our work with them on our link tree, on our Instagram page, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. You can find it all there, and even Twitch. We're trying to figure out ways to how we can branch out to Twitch. It's a little tough, but trying to know the ways. Uh, what we'll probably be doing with that is uh, game nights where I will probably be streaming probably 2K, Fall Guys, whatever. I feel like I'm in the mood to play that night and talk shop, just have some fun playing with the homies. I mean, just playing with even 2K, playing with randoms. Just come out, show some love, show some support. Um, but kind of heading into halfway, halfway around the sum, halfway through the summer, I'm still working, trying to get everything to grow, trying to get everything moving. But thank you all for the support moving forward, and hopefully we continue to grow. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace.